0: When do you know it's time to start accepting pet portrait commissions and go from a simple hobby to starting a small business using your talent for drawing pets? As much as we want to run away from the legal side of a business, at some point we have to take the step and make it all legal and official. Like you, I too was terrified at the thought of taking my hobby seriously and doing all all the necessary steps to start making money from it. We pet portrait artists would like to sit around all day and just throw, but the reality is that having a pet portrait commission-based business includes other tasks that need to be prioritized. That's what we'll talk about in this episode and I will also share how I realized it was time for me to take the next step and how you can figure it out too. My name is Dragos Pepina and I'm a professional pet portrait artist with a passion for capturing the unique characteristics and traits of the furry friends. On this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and experiences with you, and will dive deeper into the art of pet portraiture and share tips, tricks, and stories that will inspire and help you, my fellow pet portrait artists. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at add dragozepina underscore art for a behind-the-scenes look at my creative process and to stay up to date with my art. Now let's get started! The first question you have to ask yourself is, are you ready? Do you think you have reached a level where you can draw for other people? Being a pet portrait artist can sometimes be a stressful job full of deadlines. You will run into difficult people but also very easy ones. You need to have a conversation with yourself and ask yourself if this is what you want to do. But how do you realize that it's time to go to the next level? In my case, the first signs were when I started getting questions from people wanting me to draw their pet. It doesn't get much better than that. It means that your skill has reached a level where people have started to trust you that you can give them the desired result. For me, the first order came from Facebook after I drew a picture of my cat that was shared by someone and an acquaintance of that person saw my post and asked me to draw a picture of her cocker spaniel. At that point, my panic level jumped from 0 to 10,000 because I didn't even know what the whole process was about and if I was capable of doing something like that for someone other than myself. At first. It is very hard to get used to the idea that someone really believes in your talent and puts their trust in your hands to give them something that will be treasured for a long time and has a great sentimental value. I used to think that if I made a mistake, at least I've ruined the drawing done for myself and I don't owe anyone anything, but when you start offering commissions, you have to make sure that the client will be satisfied. Anyway, that's a topic for another episode. Also, in my case, Another sign that it was time to do drawings for other people was an inner desire to have my art on the walls of as many people as possible all around the world. Knowing that a piece of my soul would be present and valued daily in someone's life was a powerful thought that pulled me more and more to offer commissions. I was already following a few artists who were doing very well with their business and who were idols of mine, and seeing that they could do this, I wondered what do they have that I don't. I also have two hands, a brain, and a great desire to draw. I knew in my heart that this is what I wanted to do for a long time, but that I also had to learn a lot. No one is born learned, and by going through those experiences first, that's how you learn the best. Another thing that contributed to my realization that I needed to move from my hobby to a business was that I wanted to do this all the time and make a living from it. At the time I was working in a different field but slowly I felt like I was going to that job we discussed and that I wanted to sit at home and draw beautiful pictures of people's pets. As much as we wouldn't want to bring the material aspect into art, the truth is that we have to survive and that's why we need to make an income from it. Besides that, There is also the time we put into a portrait that needs to be rewarded. If you're okay with having another job on the side, you can definitely go from a hobby to a side hustle, not a full-time business. This will put less pressure on your shoulders as you'll have a guaranteed income from the other job and not rely solely on how many commissions you get but it also means you're going to have less time to draw. That's how I started and gradually gave up my 9 to 5 job. It's not exactly a very pleasant feeling to wake up in the morning and all you want to do is to roll out of your bed to your easel but instead having to get ready for your job. Another thing that contributed to knowing when is the right time to take this step is if your skill has reached such a good level that you consider that it's no longer fulfilling to just draw for yourself anymore But to use this talent to grow even more as an artist and reach out as many people as possible. I felt this and had a sense of claustrophobia when I knew that I was drawing only for myself in my small room and that that drawing would never leave that place. When I completed my first commission and sent that drawing to the client, it was the best feeling I ever had. I felt like I had some wings that weren't mature enough to fly And when I saw how happy the customer was with the drawing, I felt like those wings have finally matured and had the power to fly from now on. I know it sounds a bit corny, but that's how I felt. If you feel that way too, it's time to give those wings a chance to fly. Anything new is hard at first, even if you take online courses or do a lot of studying, you'll never know it all and you'll always run into problems. This means you gain experience, you go through something, you learn how to solve it, and next time you know how to handle it even better. No course can teach you what a client will be like when they don't like the way the drawing turned out. You may learn some basic information, but we are all different. Sometimes some things don't apply to everyone. The most important thing is to ask yourself if you are ready to do this, why do you want to do it? And how do you intend to do it? If you have the answers to all of these questions and you are happy with the answers, I think there isn't a better sign to show you are ready to move from hobby to business. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I understand that some people may argue that you can never truly be ready to take the leap into accepting pet portrait commissions. It's a decision that involves both passion and responsibility, and it can feel overwhelming at times. However, I assure you that if you take the time to dig deeper into your feelings and truly reflect on your journey, you'll discover the answer that lies within you. Embarking on the path of accepting pet portrait commissions is a deeply personal and artistic journey. It requires a level of self-awareness and understanding of your skills, experience, and readiness to take on the responsibility of capturing someone's beloved pet on paper. While there may never be a definitive perfect moment, there are signs and indicators that can guide your decision take the time to reflect on your passion for art and your connection with animals. Consider the feedback and reactions you have received from friends, family, or even strangers who have seen your pet portraits. Pay attention to the inner calling that pushes you to explore this artistic avenue further. These are all valuable clues that can help you to determine whether you are ready to embark on the journey of creating pet portrait commissions. It's important to acknowledge any doubts or fears you may have as they can be a natural part of the process. Seek support from fellow artists, mentors, or communities who can provide guidance and encouragement along the way. Remember that growth and development often come from stepping outside of your comfort zone. As usual, I can be found on Instagram at adragos, pipin, underscore art. You can follow me there if you want to see my new pet portraits that I post weekly. And if you want to send me a message to chat, I'll be more than happy to talk to you. Remember, if I can be a successful pet portrait artist, so can you. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope I'm going to see you in my future episodes as well. Bye!